this is this is an amazing week already in the NBA. We're 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 cooking. Uh, we have forty two people in here right now. All right, we're getting up there. I was gonna say we might get this. Might be I think this might end up being the record for a stream where there isn't a trade other than like the Terry yeah. Rozier Sure, but people are yeah. not tuning in for the Terry Rozier opinions. No. I would imagine. Um, no. So so yeah, a uh, very fun day in the NBA. Let's uh, let me just tweet real quick that we're live. And then once I tweet that we're live, uh, we can we can dive head first into everything that is happening. So hold on one second. Bum, 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 bum. So what will we be talking about first? Everyone wants to know. While Trill is tweeting, I will tell you. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth releases this Friday. Kiryu is back, and so is Ichiban. Let's go. It's, new. It's a, it is the JRPG sequel to the hit series. Uh, you could... Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, known as Like a Dragon in Japan. They called it Like a Dragon. It's a little confusing because that was really Yakuza 7. Infinite Wealth is 8. You can see because the infinite sign, it's an 8 sideways. That is the branding. Um, I will be back next week to give my full thoughts. Mine will be coming um, on Amazon later. So, so disappointing. Shit. To it doesn't let me cut his mic on here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> un unlike StreamYard, I'm, I'm not able to do that. So, yeah. So, Let's just get into it. We have 65 people in here now. Chiodo's joining the stage. Let's go. Chiodo, how you feeling, bud? I'm feeling great. This is an incredible couple of days here. This is, this yeah. is, we were going to record yesterday and we are so happy that we waited because today has been probably the most insane day between last night and today. Let's, let's just lead up top talking about Adrian Griffin being fired by the Milwaukee Bucks because this is something that we had heard behind the scenes for about, I would say, a month and a half that obviously shit was not going well with the Bucks. Griffin and Giannis clashed. Griffin and Dame clashed. More recently, Griffin and Brooke Lopez and Pat Connaughton clashed. See, where are you getting this? I had no idea. I thought Terry Starts just left as a bit. I thought yeah. he was goofing. I yeah. thought he was doing a goof. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, man, that's such a... It is very funny that this is like... Man, this guy might be kind of a bozo. It's kind of crazy to like hire this coach guy that doesn't really have. Let's uh... tell Joe before this. The funniest thing is that he has a sixty-nine point eight winning percentage, which almost certainly has to be the highest winning percentage of any coach ever fired. I feel like, like it is. What, what would even be close? Like the only thing I think of was like email. I think Udoko, he has the fourth highest winning. The fourth highest Black? winning percentage in NBA history, just generally <laughs> as a coach. That's so fun. I said, I said this is like best case for him because now he's going to be like a martyr, and everyone's yeah. going to be yeah. like, oh, "This poor guy got fired at thirty and 13 and the Bucks are going to like suck. They're going to embarrass themselves in the playoffs, and everyone will be like, "This poor guy, they blamed it on him," and he'll be the NBA. next year. Uh, I'm on my phone, so let me know if this is a completely unlistenable. And I no, will you're you're it. good, you're good. Yeah. So yeah. we have Nihilus Bucks in the house as well, Mr. Gregory Smith. Um, on the so, ground reporting. So, from what we gather, Adrian Griffin fired. <laughs> Adrian Griffin fired after. Uh, <laughs> I just want to put this out there. How bad are the Pistons that you almost lose to them twice? <laughs> not even, not even lost. They won the games. But you almost lose to them twice. He's coming off back-to-back -back wins. 
and he is getting fired in January. Like you said, what are they? 30 and 11 is their record. 30 and 13, 30 and 13, 30 and 13 through 43 games. Uh, and the, they the have high- looked awful in all 43 of those games. Yeah. Except for well, the game where they beat the Celtics after they had played five and seven on like 65 points. Besides that game, they have looked like absolute dog shit, and I've hated watching them all season. Yes, and Adrian Griffin, I, I, he's man, he man, Dame has hated him the entire year. He was out on him basically as soon as Stotts left. Mm-hmm. And Brooke fucking hates this guy. And I was just it like Brooke has like been physically or like clearly phoning it in all year because he's like yeah, this fucking moron didn't realize we need to play drop, and now I'm in drop, and then I mean, he basically played well for two games in drop, and then was just like, yeah, fuck this, <laughs> fuck this guy. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is, so what I'm hearing is, this is a yeah. failure of leadership by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Or, the, or <laughs> what about the guy who has got a doctorate in leadership? Um, who? That's the funniest thing about Adrian Griffin is he has a doctorate in leadership. Whatever the that's fuck that means. That's not real. That's like. That, that's like an Eric Adams like like sub guy like that. That is that's like something an Eric doc- Adams commissioner that's what would his like. Fucking doctorate was in, and it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not a real major. What from you Phoenix, you from Phoenix University. <laughs> what, yeah, something. What, what school accredited this doctor doctorate in leadership that Adrian Griffin possessed? Yeah, correct. Which is even funnier now that we are linked to Doc Rivers, which just <laughs> going from a doctor to Doc. Um, it's- Doc River, it's you know the meme where it's the guy holding up the shirt where like he was already wearing for Christmas. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what Adrian Griffin. Did. <laughs> Except for maybe the shirt costs about five more dollars. Like it's it's better, but is it really better? Like I don't. I I I'm I'm I hate to break it to you. Uh, Doc, it's gonna cost a lot more than five more dollars. Doc is gonna yeah, get, Doc is uh, gonna give you some funny quotes. It's gonna be funny. So. <laughs> From what I've heard, from also just kind of pleading, like we we can hire Doc Rivers. Please give me anything. Uh, is yeah, apparently uh, Adrian Griffin is being been helped by Doc, Doc for a, a while, and the Bucks are gonna like literally sit Doc Rivers down and go, "If you were helping him, why did nothing improve? And it only get worse." <laughs> Hold on, quick question on that. Doc was consulting a team. <laughs> While he was calling games for ESPN, working in the media for the <laughs> rigor. So remember, yeah. remember he would go on Simmons' podcast and be like, I still like the box. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, four checks, man. Like, you got to keep those revenue streams coming from all different directions. Yeah. That's no, just dude, heavy operating. The funniest part about all this is that we, we have heard behind the scenes, uh, we've heard about all of this. And yeah. now we're learning information, this this new thing about Doc consulting. <laughs> Not only consulting for a month, someone <laughs> went in the Discord and dug up a clip of the of, Bill Simmons podcast. Of Bill saying Austin Rivers would be a good fit on the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then in addition to that, this is this is the the thing that I don't know if you guys remember, but when when uh Ty Lu was Doc's assistant in LA and the Clippers fell apart in the bubble and they have this collapse. He gets, obviously takes the Sixers job. Ty Lu takes the Clippers job. And when they asked him about it, he said, well, Ty Lu was there for all of that too. 
basically saying it's not only my fault. Ty Lu was also a part of this. They get to the conference finals the next year, and now Doc has fucking schemed his way back into another job. He's first off, he's addicted to coaching. Like yes. he does, he goes on Bill's podcast. Why, why is he doing this? He has a great life right now. ESPN it, doesn't yeah. even make him leave LA. Yeah, he just does yeah. Lakers and Clippers games. Yeah. He doesn't have to leave the West Coast. It's like Lakers, Clippers. I literally, I think the opening night, I like kept track of this a couple weeks ago. So he was dodging the Sixers. It was driving me crazy. He, <laughs> on opening night, he was in New York. He did not, the furthest West he went after that was Phoenix. Or East. <laughs> furthest, furthest East he went after that was Phoenix. He definitely has it in his contract. Like, if if a city has under 50 golf courses, mm-hmm. I will not be performing in yeah. that city calling a game. So, so now he's gonna, so Doc Rivers is a shoe in to go to the Abu Dhabi dude, game. He's gonna because <laughs> yes, he's gonna be so pissed if the Bucks end up getting if he has to coach the all-star game now. He's gonna be so pissed. He's gonna have to be in Indiana in February. Oh man. Oh, if they get the one seed? No, because Missoula coached last year, so we can't it's gonna be whoever's the two seed. Oh my god, so we oh, can get Doc Rivers. No, 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 Joe Prunty, all-star game head <laughs> Oh my god, dude, that would be so awesome. I love that Prunty is like back. And the fact is, like, I'm pretty sure Prunty would be better than Doc Rivers. Like, if, if the plan is to hire Doc Rivers, just just keep Joe Prunty. Like, like, wh- wh- like, like you know, it's just a funny wrinkle in all this. This yeah. is six years and one day to the day that Joe Prunty originally became the Bucks interim head coach. <laughs> oh my God, is that true? Is that yes. that? That's like, insane. Jason Kidd got fired yesterday, six years ago. That's so funny. Oh, my God. So you're telling me that we're going to get J.B. Bickerstaff versus Prunty in the next two games, Cavs versus Bucks. The ulti- whoever wins these games is the ultimate interim head coach because I think both of those guys have multiple times in their career been interim head coaches. But so, so are we to believe that Doc is definitely going to become the next head coach? Because no. Okay, so... So is this the same exact situation that happened with Yudoka with the Nets, except that probably had more to do with the league being like, hey, don't hire this guy yet until we figure out what happened in Boston because he uh, obviously I'm trying to think of the more colloquial term or whatever, but from my understanding, they're basically expecting Doc to shoot himself in the foot on his own interview. Of if you were helping Griffin, why did nothing go better? And they're expecting him to basically shit down his own leg. I'm pretty sure they actually want to hire Atkinson, and this is all just strategic leaking because the Bucks don't really leak. That Any Atkinson anymore? Yeah. Okay. So, so all of this coming out feels like agent shit because, like, the Bucks. Ever since Alex Lazary and the Lazary sold the team, because Alex Lazary talked to. It, everybody um do they don't really leak anymore like the dame shit came out of nowhere basically like they yeah. don't really leak uh, anything anymore so because uh, after the uh, bug on thing i'm pretty sure they like fought down the hatches pretty hard but well that's that's uh, not fully true by the way they they do leak some things they delete they leak that they're interested in Dejounte murray to chris Haynes. Yeah, that one also. No, that one came from the hawks i know uh, obviously yeah. what, the, what the fuck would the bucks leak that for Exactly. It's like, what is that? It's like, yeah. Why would you leak your trading your own? Like, interested in trading your own players? Like, it's just stupid. Does Giannis really like Doc or something like that? That's like the only thing that makes sense to me. To me, if if to me, if you're John Hurst or John Horst, 
You yeah. sit down and go, we tried your idea. It fucking sucked. Shut up. I'm thinking- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I, by the way, I do just want to point out a big part of the reason why Doc got the job with the Sixers was because he talked to Embiid and Embiid liked him and they hired him and then Doc didn't work out. And Maury said, I'm hiring my own coach. And they asked him, will Joel have a say? And he said, no. And he hired Nick Nurse, who, by the way, Giannis also could have hired, but he didn't yeah. want to play for yeah, Nick no, that, Nurse. Yeah, that's, remember, that's what I said all offseason. It's like, yeah, Giannis wants anyone besides Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone besides yep. Nick Nurse. And now the Sixers are, what, 26-5 and five when Joel plays yep. um, with a, a 12 net rating. He probably would have worked wonders for the Bucks. I do just want to add on top of that, Everything you said, NB, about that from the offseason is pretty much coming out now. It's less, it was less about let's hire Adrian Griffin and more about let's not hire Nick Nurse, which is yeah. like the dumbest way you could approach this. Like, well, he's the only other guy we interviewed. So let's hire this guy who, by the way, worked under Nick Nurse. And as yeah. people pointing out in the comments, the Nick Nurse coaching tree, and it's a dying tree uh, because yeah, all so- of his students have been fired halfway through their season except for chris finch (laughs) Uh, but i also want to point out that that is the case with bill belichick in the other i was just gonna say this is officially now that the bucks front office basically uh bent the knee honest for griffin to sign the extension and then hired terry stotts to basically actually like stein has literally basically put it in his article yeah stotts was the head coach uh but and they just also were like well, when Griffin flames up, because we don't really think he's very good, we'll have our interim right there. And, we'll have and he coach. left before you could even fucking do yes. it. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Uh, that's, so, just, that's some real, like, little finger, like, shit. Like, hand of the cat. That's like Game of Thrones shit, where it's it, like... They were, like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many Bucks games you guys have watched. Because why would you watch? The, they're miserable to watch. Yeah, I watched. I watched them, and it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane how I have a team with Giannis and Dame on it, and it looks like shit. Well, obviously, Dame hasn't looked like Dame, but also Dame's kind of been phoning it in because he was wanted Griffin fired for three months now. But um, and that's cope for me because Dame has just looked not like Dame. <laughs> yes. Uh, he occasionally will just randomly show up, and it's like, okay, where's this? Just like eighty percent of this. I mean, it's obviously his one percent is better than Drew on offense, but yeah, obviously the drop in defense. That's just I don't know. This this season's been a disaster, and at least it's trending upward now because anyone will be better than Adrian Griffin. So. Oh, you still no, like, hold on, no, hold on. I would not just say that. Hold on, hold on. You you no no no. Hold on. Let me let me say something. This is exactly what I said when they hired Matt Patricia for the Eagles. When oh, Sean by the way, you them. are the 2023 Eagles. Bad news, man. You're going to finish 47 and 35. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And the best I was going to say is, like, it's the fact is that, that it actually hasn't been that. Like, like everyone with, like, eye test-wise is, like, I don't believe in the butt. Like, you know. But the fake fact is the results have actually still been pretty good. They're still in striking distance of the Celtics. They're still the number two seed. They're still the second best team in the NBA. Yeah, and and then we have the worst defensive rating in the league. Yeah, this is so obviously 20. Like, I just cannot. It's, like, so obvious. Uh, Like, we have been winning games solely based on talent. Like, just because we have Giannis and Dame and Brooke. You're you're literally describing the Eagles a month and a half ago. Like, we were all like, it's fine. We're 10-1. and We're clutch. We win these games because we're clutch. 
and not because because we have DNA of winners and because it's we're more talented and we outwork and out hustle the other teams. And then yeah. I'm watching Drew Locke beat us on Monday Night Football, and I'm like, you guys, Wait a minute. you guys are gonna finish 47 and 35 and lose to the Pacers, lose to the Magic in the play-in. This the, the the losers quote the Bucks are winning merchants is fucking killing that's, that's me. That's what I said about the Eagles. The Bucks are winning. winning you're winning, winning game, winning close game merchants. Just oh winning merchants. They're just yeah. winning. Unbelievable. Yeah, Don is going to a press conference saying a bunch of nothing, like Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on. Yeah, this is uh. So so we're gonna see what happens here. Obviously, I mean, the Doc wrinkle in it is so funny to me. A, f- a few things just about Adrian Griffin. Um, b- by the way, so he did. He he will have one of the greatest. Um, he will have one of the greatest winning percentages of a coach that gets fired. I would imagine he's not getting a, another job. Was he second soon. To David Platt? I think he. I think they had. I think a, he was better than David. I Platt. think David because I think David. I think yeah, he was. That, they were like the four or five seed when he was fired. Were, yeah. they were having a bad but, no, but David Blatt was fired when they were thirty and eleven. No. Oh, was he really? Yeah, <laughs> I okay. saw like all those tweets coming out because they were thirty and eleven, and then okay. Griffin's but David Blatt had coached other – he had coached the year before, yeah. too. Yeah. So winning percentage-wise, he wasn't – I think he's literally fourth all-time on the winning percentage list now. I think first is, like, Phil Jackson, and then he's, like, fourth. So, so funny. I, it is very funny. Yeah, it was 30 and 11 in their second season. They were And they were better in the first season, so maybe that's wrong. But either way, long story short here – Um. yeah, okay, so there you go. Uh. Third, third best behind Jack McKinney and David Blatt, uh, and they both won the t- the Lakers and Cavs won the title the year that they fired those coaches. Oh, that's so that's right? <laughs> okay. Like, Doc Rivers, Rivers wins the title for the Bucks. Like, yeah, I was gonna say just real yeah. quick. If he beats the Sixers in the second round, that's the last straw. They're Doc Rivers, but I know you guys will be mesh, maybe biased a little bit, but it would be the funniest fucking thing if Doc Rivers came in and won a title in Milwaukee. Hold on, we have yeah. a script here. I have a script that I was sent uh, mm-hmm. via our friend Andy in a group DM. And he and he said, "What if what if it's a Doc Rivers comeback script, and their path is the Magic, Sixers, Celtics, and Clippers to win the?" F- oh, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no, okay, the one solace to Doc beating us would be beating Harden because that would just be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if we lose to Doc, like I'm, I'm done. That's so, the last straw. I can't take it. That that'd be it. So I I, I, mean, I agree. Uh, of course, I said okay. that last year. But... Can can I can I can I close out what's going to happen? Well, that's going to happen, and then Joe Biden is going to pass away suddenly. <laughs> they go to they go to Lincoln Project NBA head coach Doc Rivers. Doc, we need someone to beat Trump. We need you to give up coaching the Milwaukee Bucks and get out there and go up against Trump, and then he becomes president on the back of this. That this is the script. This is yeah. what I'm saying. And then, now. Yeah. And, and then he'll reenact that famous scene where Bush is on the golf course. And yeah. he's like, Watch we will drive. stop these terrorists at any, <laughs> any cost. Watch this drive. <laughs> what are you going to do about the Houthis in the shipping lanes? Come on, man. I don't... I'm trying to do the Doc Rivers, the throaty Doc Rivers voice. Oh, Just wax the, wax the ball as hard as he can. He would be an awesome president. Another subplot here. Like, ESPN, huge, getting a great deal here. Like, they're getting lucky out here. Yeah. Like, that was a disaster contract for them, and they're getting out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is uh, th- it's like a have- Tobias. It's like if Tobias retired a month into the 
contract in 1920. So is it more likely or less likely PJ Tucker comes home if we hire Doc? More likely. <laughs> more likely. More likely. He, Doc, Doc and PJ definitely are, are boys still, I would imagine. I think that they're probably still on good terms. Also, I, I do just want to point out, so you said that thing about the uh, potential of ESPN getting out of this Doc Rivers contract, the, the amnesty, amnesty clause for announcers, if you will. <laughs> but I do just want to, I also want to point out, we're free from, Bill and Doc pods, which is amazing. I know some people yeah. like the Bill. I, Doc yeah, I thought they were funny. <laughs> the, the, they were funny the first time. By the way, I looked it up because they yeah. that the Shams article said um, the Doc's first meeting with Griffin was right before the in season tournament in Vegas. The on December twelfth was the Do You Believe? Pod, which was like five days later, where he where Doc was like, "You're, you're giving up on Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee's a good team. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Unbelievable." Also, I do just want to... Doc rules, man. I'm sorry. Doc, this is making me just love Doc. Doc is awesome. Like, oh, Doc just... is hilarious. His yeah. first press conference yeah. where he just comes out and, and like, is just as, like, talking how great Adrian Griffin is while yeah. he stole his job. That's awesome. Amazing. This is this is mob boss shit, dude. This is yeah. like 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 Doc is just like slithering his way from one job to the next, throwing people under the bus at his last place on on Bill's podcast so he can get another job. Taking oh, I'll take a consulting role and then immediately undercut this first time head coach and take his job if I possibly can. But all right, so I pointed out Bill and Doc. The thing about the Bill and Doc pods is that I didn't I didn't uh, hate them at first. But the more I listened to him, the more I realized Doc is just it, – it's basically like he Bill only has Doc on so he can just have someone that will agree with him on everything. <laughs> and then it's just a springboard for all of his ideas. But the downside of this potentially beyond – obviously, we'll get the Rosillo and Bill pods back, so that will be great for the NFL season being over. But the downside of this is we might get Bob Myers on the NBA Finals now. I think it'll be JJ. Oh, that so, would be JJ would be better, way better than Doc Rivers. Yeah. They should really yeah, just real go quick, get Jeff Van Gundy back. Just yeah. obviously, I've been feeding uh, how bad it's been in the locker room for months. Like uh, we were hearing back in like November that yep. all of the remaining the remaining of the championship team got together in a players only meeting in like November and was like, "What the hell is going on? This guy's a moron." Long story short, here. Let's let's uh let's run down the if Doc does get this job, Adrian Griffin is gone. If Doc gets this job, he will have coached Chris Paul, James Harden, Embiid, Giannis, Dame, KG, Pierce, Ray Allen, Kawhi, Paul George, Tracy McGrady, and Blake Griffin all in or near their prime. And that doesn't also count guys like Rondo, Middleton, uh pre-MVP, SGA, obviously, rookie MVP, uh, rookie SGA, Tyrese Maxey, a fucking... He's basically going to have coached 11... All of these greats by being a Tom Thibodeau defense merchant, and by that I mean Kevin Garnett defense merchant. Yeah, uh, Doc has basically made a now potentially 20-year career, because I would imagine if he does take the job, he's going to get a few years with the Bucks. a potential 20-year uh, career after winning the title in 2008, just a, a Hall of Fame bag getter, and from the Sixers end of this, the implications here that are uh, involved 
The Sixers, if he takes this job, the Sixers don't have to pay the rest of his contract because right now they are paying his contract for the end of this year and for next year because he had a five-year guaranteed deal. And since he took the ESPN job, it's technically not a basketball coaching job. That basically means that the Sixers get almost the equivalent of the mid-level exception available in terms of like the ownership might be willing to spend a little bit more is what I'm going to I have no idea how this works and I'm sure the fine print is very quick, but it would be, or very well-defined, but it would be so funny if he didn't get the job, but the Sixers also get out of the contract due to his shadow, like consulting with Adrian Griffin. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, but anyway, fellas, I got to get to the gym. Uh, right. So enjoy the rest of the pod. Have fun. Take care this of me. Is, this man is gym bound. Um, I just think that, like, like, so thinking about that, because he's also going to lose the ESPN money, would, why would he wipe out two checks? There's no amount of money the Bucks could no pay money. him that would, like, he's make probably. it worth his money. Like, yes. like that I, is thought, I, thought, I thought he had accepted, like, this is the life. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. He's miserable when he's coaching, but he's miserable. Let I, he, 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 from what his daughter said on Bill's podcast, when she went on like a little over a year ago, was she was like, he really likes coaching. He's just a, he's literally a grind set guy, dude. Like he's addicted to yeah. like being in, in the public eye, but like, this is, the, the, that's why I thought the media career would be perfect for doc yeah, because yeah. it's like, Oh cool. I get to do all of this. I get to go to the games. I get to call the games. I get to have all the attention and I get to work, uh, work in the media. You know, I go on Bill's podcast. I go golf. I do whatever with none of the work. But the, the reality is he wasn't doing shit when he was coaching either. Like that's, that's the bottom line on this is that like, what is he, if he takes this job, He's going to be doing the same amount of work that he's doing on his current jobs. Yeah, he doesn't. He needs he needs to coach Kevin Durant. Like they just need to do a Vogel. Like yeah, I... they just need to send Vogel to the Bucks. Let like and, and just let Doc coach the because he and Durant are two perfect mirrors. They're two of the same. Also, like my buddy who um, always will just be with like the most beautiful woman, but also just actively destroying his relationship every chance he gets and the second he's single again it's like i gotta get back out there man i can't take being single it's like bro you just did this like he and durant they all have the same grass is greener like fucking uh nightmare like um designs on everything they're so funny man like i this is what this is what dreams are made out of i gotta say it was a really rough day for me i was really dreading this podcast until the the Doc Rivers report dropped. Like yeah, even the Adrian Griffin getting fired, but this is know, just so I, perfect. I thought, you know how you know what it feels like with one watched Woj tweet or Sham tweet, whoever it was, and it's like, oh my god, we just made the conference finals. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it was the greatest feeling ever. Wait, I think it's the greatest Shams bomb ever. Honestly, I, I was gonna say, well, I, so the the first reaction was, wow, obviously everything we were hearing behind the scenes was true about all of this. All the players hated Adrian Griffin, whatever. And then about five minute pa- five minutes passed, and I was like, "That's crazy." Then the doc piece comes out, and I laugh so hard that I give myself a Charlie horse. And my cat, <laughs> my cat came over because I was in pain and was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "This is the hardest I've ever laughed at a news story ever again." It is the comp- it is the peak of the Lindsay and Tobias. Well, did it work for them? Yeah. 
let's try like it, it might work, work. like yeah. this is the definition of insanity potentially bringing in okay so bringing in doc halfway through a season when everyone hates each other already <laughs> like like yeah. i know it was probably mostly the players against griffin so that will solve itself by like just removing him from the equation if if they if they butted heads or whatever but if your vibes are already bad bringing in doc it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be they win a bunch of regular season games down the stretch and then Doc does his thing in the playoffs, which, as Rashid Wallace pointed out on his podcast, Rashid Wallace was like, Doc doesn't make adjustments. Doc leaves it up to the players to make adjustments. And it sounds that's exactly what happened with Adrian Griffin. Like, it doesn't sound like it's all that different from what happened when NB was saying about like the the Bucks not running drop coverage and them having to change it, and then the other the other way this season could potentially go is Doc comes in, uh, and the team shits all over itself, and then Damon Giannis asks for a trade after the season. That's like kind of kind of how I see it going. They need to stay at the, the three seed. That is, like, I need them. I need it so bad. In uh, the second will, round, yeah, I will be so devastated if they fall to four or five and the Celtics get to get to kill them. Like, ah. Oh. Well, that's... Who, would, who would get past them though? Cleveland. I don't know. They probably won't happen. Yeah. Like, I'm worried know. about a 2023 Eagles collapse here. I wouldn't yeah. say that that's not likely to happen. The Bucks have one of the hardest remaining schedules in the NBA, and the Cleveland and the Bucks play each other this week. If the Bucks lose both of those games, the Cavs are in the third in the three seed. The Sixers will be twice. Yeah. Look wow. at the look at it's the Cavs have won a Bucks ton of games are, recently. The Bucks are the three seed and the Heater Knicks Heater Knicks are the six seed, like the Bucks are gonna lose that. That's the thing, is that with this new Eastern Conference with like teams like the Pacers, the Knicks, the Heat being in the bottom, it's not a Mickey Mouse guaranteed second round anymore. And for teams that have like Matt, like look, firing Griffin might help some, sure, because the vibes being bad on top of everything, but like it's not going to make Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard elite perimeter defenders. <laughs> and like their whole issue all season has been defense. Like, like I saw art, I saw articles coming out about oh Dame didn't feel like he fit in Griffin's scheme, and I was like, his offensive scheme is clearly not the problem. Like. Their offense is totally fine. Their defense is 22nd in the NBA right now. They, they can't guard fucking anyone. And that that's kind of why we've been... The fact that they win these games is like NB said, it's all based on just their talent dragging them across the finish line. And when you get to the playoffs and teams can nitpick on you know, who we can attack, how we can slow down your offense, all of those things aren't going to work nearly as well. So they have a lot of things to fix in three months. Like, really, like, they need to use this time to fucking figure out, like, there's just not, teams need, like, a whole season to figure this shit out. Like, what, what the, the, the Ty Lue thing being the historical example of him coming in and whatever. Yeah. Hey, LeBron, like, peak LeBron. <laughs> yeah, they had peak LeBron James on a team that I, I, I know that the Bucks have they've massively outperformed their net rating is what I'm trying to get at here. Like good teams, even if the vibes are bad, take care of bad teams. And the Bucks haven't done that all season. They've struggled with the Spurs, the Hornets, the Pistons, like they're not taking care of business and they need to figure some shit out like on the fly. That is just way too much for me. When you consider the fact that like they're an aging roster, they're a, a flawed roster. And unless this new coach, 
just completely can figure it out, whether it's Doc or someone else, which Doc definitely is not. I just I don't see a way that they turn this this thing around. I mean, if they do, it would be a miracle. No, there's no chance. Yeah. I think Doc could maybe he's a good regular season coach. He could yeah. maybe figure things out in the regular season, but mm-hmm. playoff wise, no. You know, what would be great about Sixers Bucks second round is you know Doc will say something before the series or after a game or something. Basically backhanded uh backhanded swipe at Embiid or some something. Yeah. And Embiid will get mad and the doc will be like, I, I don't know. It, it, 100% a chance a that Sixers Doc series would be <laughs> so funny. All right, I mean, well, it's so bad. All right, I, so we, we've talked about this before with Doc and coaching matchups in the playoffs. And I, I talked about this in terms of like if if Doc has a massive talent advantage, like when the Raptors played the Sixers two years ago. They'll win the series, but it won't be pretty. Like the fact that Nurse made that series four yeah, two, they made won- after he game made ex- game two really. They they had game a chance three. to win yeah, game, game three. They, they should have Sixers should have lost game three. Yeah, yeah. Sixers should have lost game three. That should have arguably been, even though the Sixers blew them out like three times in that series. The the idea that that series went six is like pretty much falls on the shoulders of the Doc versus Nurse Mitch Max in terms of coaching. Look down the coaches in the Eastern Conference right now. This is what I'm trying to get at. The the Celtics and Bucks, the talent gap, the one the one thing the Bucks, yes, the Bucks would have the best player in the series, but the talent gap and the roster mismatch and like the fact that Missoula's kind of figured some things out in his second year with the Celtics because you have that the Celtics. Nurse is obviously a better head coach than Doc. When Embiid plays, the Celt- the Sixers are way better than they ever were under Doc Rivers in his in his few years. He also has a championship recently. He he arguably outcoached Doc a few years ago. Add in on top of that, you have Thibs, who, you know, has a history with Doc, knows how Doc coaches. Uh, Rick Carlisle, <laughs> Eric Spolstra. Like, the coaches, there isn't a single coaching mismatch that he might have in the Eastern Conference, except for maybe if they play the Cavs with J.B. Bickerstaff. And Bickerstaff has seemingly figured some things out. Maybe it is due to the injuries and, and a hot streak, but it seems like he's kind of been coaching them up more so this year. So if the Bucks hire Doc, the mismatch for coaching, like you have to have hope that the Bucks talent just wins a series for you is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like we could be staring down the barrel. Like I already felt like they could be upset in the first round, but you add in this wrinkle on top of it of like Spo would pants him in a series. Nurse would pants him in a series. Like, there's really no layups anymore in in this Eastern Conference, and with how good the talent is and how good the coaching is, like they just have to out talent teams. I think it's far more likely they lose in the first round than they get to the conference finals. Like far yeah, more. Likely. I agree with that. Yeah, <clears throat> I just I I they've left me cold all year, <clears throat> and I just <clears throat> like I don't know how realistic the Atkinson thing. I mean, I think NB is Kobe, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Yeah. I, I did see. I did see somebody did put the tweet in that like the Warriors outlets were leaking that like Atkinson is going to be like considered, mm-hmm. and I mean like that's an interesting guy, you know, because that guy <clears throat> he can at least coach, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now he is the Bud coaching tree, so like is he is he better than Bud? Yeah. Like they probably just bring not. Bud back. They should just yeah. bring Bud emails around. No. We're go. paying you anyway. Get back here. Yeah. No, you're coming back and dragging him back in like the hand. Um, I don't know. I I just don't think. I think this just basically confirms they're they're dead in the water. And like you know, there's the bottom. The first round is not going to be easy. 
this year. There's not going to be an Atlanta Hawks or a Brooklyn Nets in the oh, first round the, this year. The ma- the Magic will get smoked by the Celtics. Yeah. I That's the only one. Yeah, like they're they a little, they're a little, fr- they're a little frisky, but like you guys will smoke them. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I and I'm, I'm not doing a bit. The Magic's the offense. Atlanta Hawks <laughs> took the Celtics to six last year. That team was dog shit. That was one of the worst first round teams I've this ever Celtics seen in my entire life. The Celtics. Honestly, like better. I could, the Bulls could be the eight seed. Like the Bulls could beat the Magic in a game. You know, playing game. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just the the Pacers, the Cavs, these are all like legitimate teams, you know, like, yeah, like even the, six, the Knicks, the OG and Anobi Knicks, like there's there's a lot of like good teams. If you're the if you're the two seed, you're gonna have to play probably the Pacers or the Heat. Yeah, yeah. The first one. Yeah. And the, the, the Heat, the, the newly revamped Pacers and Heat with Pascal Siakam and Terry Rogier being added halfway through the season. Like I I, I just think that the talent level is much different than it was before. The coaching in the Eastern Conference is way better. Um, and look, I I agree with you that I think that if the Ma- like the Magic could be a team, I think that they'll they'll get smoked if they play the Celtics or the Sixers in the first round. It's also not over yet, by the way. They could still add a guard that will make them that's better. That's the thing that I I yeah. I'm I'm kind of holding on to hope that they wait until their off season. If you look at the way that the Magic's books are stacked right now. They have a lot of contracts they could either pick up player option wise in the offseason, or they have a lot of non guaranteed, like Isaac and Fultz have non guarantees on there. They could just guarantee Ingles, Isaac, Fultz, all those guys, and have tradable salary again next year and make a more minor move in season. Maybe go get, like, I know our friend Bagberg, who's a Magic fan, has been wanting them to go get, like, Tyus Jones or something like that. That is just like, uh, not a huge needle mover, but like just is a competent ball handler that will help their offense make a little bit more sense because especially with Franz out, but like even when they were healthy, their their half court offense can look absolutely terrible against. Uh, last thing on Adrian Griffin, real quick. Uh, I know Sam hates when we use betting stuff, so I'm not gonna harp on this too okay. much. Forgot. But they, the Bucks, we're gonna have to at some point. Like the money will come back, and I'll have to pretend again. So, so the the Bucks, the Bucks had the worst, second worst record in the NBA against the spread this year. They were sixteen and twenty seven, which tells you basically similar thing to the net rating thing. They lose a lot of games, or I'm sorry, they they win a lot of games that should be blowouts is what I'm trying to get at here. Like they're, they're, they're barely beating these, these lowly teams. And that's something that they'll need to figure out here with this new coach. And, 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 and that's where I'll leave it. I think that's funny enough. The only team that is worse uh, against the spread this year is the Atlanta Hawks who have future Sixers, DeJounte Murray and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. on their team. So, um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about Sam's favorite topic. Joel Embiid dropped 70 points last night um, against the San Antonio Spurs. An incredible achievement. Chiodo, we needed to have you in the house for the Embiid legacy talk. Because, by the way, people got mad at me a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever I said this is the best Sixer season in history. What do what do we what do we even have to argue now? Like first of all, like I think people get confused with the Wilt stuff. Like he was only on the Sixers for like three years. He was most of his Philly was on the Warriors. Yeah. Yes. He, that's like, why he didn't have. Yeah, that's why he doesn't have all. Like he yes, he has a ton of records, but you're you are correct in that. Yeah. And like, only, I, I personally don't count Wilt. Yeah. 
but he was even if you do like he was only on the Sixers for three years or something. Yeah, and I I also just want to point out as many people have over the last day, when you're talking about all these stats from the '60s, go watch '60s film because. Yeah. They didn't. Pl- they barely had half court offenses. They were just running up and down the court the entire if goddamn Embiid played, game. If Embiid played in the sixties. They would have banned basketball. They would have said like, "You can't do this." And basketball, they like, they would have said, "No." The government would have shut it down. Yeah, they would have said, like, "Nope." They would have said, "No one over six ten can ever play basketball again." It's yeah. an unfair hockey, advantage. Hockey would be the hockey would be the only winter sport. We'd be doing a you know puck podcast right now. <laughs> Was that true what Brian said in the early 60s off-ball fouls were one free throw in the ball back? Probably. That's insane. Like, can you imagine how unwatchable that would be in a fucking god, game? Dude. Like, oh my god. Dude, the, not dude. only have the rules changed, but like, yeah, like Will points out in the comments, forget it being, just drop Karis Levert back into yeah, the anyone. Season. Just yeah. draw, just just put Shake Dude. Milton back Shake there. Mil- and- I think I have a tweet about like Shake Milton. Like if Shake Milton played in the sixties, every award would be named Shake Milton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would be instead of Bill, instead of the Bill Russell Trophy, you would be getting the Shake Milton Trophy. The Shake Milton Trophy, the Malik Russell, Milton Trophy. People, I guess it- when people try to act like Bill Russell is like a top five all time, he was a six eight center who could no offense. He would not. It's like Montrezl Harrell. No, not Montrezl Harrell because he had no offense. But like, I was gonna say American Amir Johnson. He's Amir Johnson. He, like that's what he is. Bill Russell, Bill, Bill, Bill Russell couldn't have put up a dominant performance against the. Uh, he was a six eight Spurs. center. <laughs> he, I mean, brand news, man. Bill Russell is not shopping Embiid. <laughs> Come on. Although, although. With Embiid's history with six eight centers, yeah, yeah, Al Horford. <laughs> Scoreboard, scoreboard. If uh, if Joel Embiid uh, were better than Bill Russell, he would simply win more MVPs than him. Eleven rings. The eleven rings don't count. They Hold don't on. count. Eleven rings when there were eight teams in the NBA and there was like one other good player. <laughs> Come okay. on, we can Russell's divide. We'll divide it out. Will, then, so that's... Will was the biggest loser of all time. <laughs> yeah, so the guy like only three... cared about himself. Like literally, right. he's the biggest loser of all time. So newer rings count for three times what Bill Russell's rings still count for. He's still a three-time. Champion. I'd say like ten. I would times. say post nineteen ninety. Yes, actually, no. I'd say yeah. what twenty-two times more because there's twenty-two more teams. Wait, what was yeah. the last Celtics title? Eighty-six, eighty-seven, two thousand eight. No, no, before, before. Oh, 86, yeah. I, not, not during my life. Okay, I would say from 1987 life. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the point on all this is <laughs> we'll let's say. let's compare him. We'll let's say. Com- so we're in the Russell era of the WNBA. You're not. The Russell Clark era of the WNBA was like 20 years ago. Caitlin Clark and Paige Beckers are like the Magic Bird era. We're in the Magic Bird Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for Caitlin Clark to come out next year, man. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna uh, be like a LeBron stand. The Sixers I'm, a I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a LeBron stand, but for whatever, like Caitlin Clark fucking team that I'll, I'll be like, Indiana Fever. So annoyed. Yeah. Philadelphia's yeah. gonna get a WNBA expansion team like three years after all these people come out. It's gonna yeah, suck. It's gonna be. Well, annoying. the talent always gets better over time, though. So yes. we just have to wait for our version of this in a few years. So that means the Jordan's coming out in like five years. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, uh. So back to the Embiid game, I just want to talk a little bit about the season that he's putting together. This is the first player in NBA history to score over 50 points per 100 possessions. 
51 points. Harden, I believe, has the record right now at 48 per 100. Um, he is also currently averaging the most points per minute in the history of the NBA coming off of this 70-point performance. Celtics fans are really bothered by what I said about Bill Russell. <laughs> They'll get over it. They never watched him play, so... Um, if they're in, if they're in chat and they watched him play, good for you for knowing how to yeah. use playback. Um, but uh, also, uh, I did like beyond just like the season that he's having. Obviously, let's talk a little bit about the game last night, Mike. Where you were locked in from quarter one, almost I saw- immediately. I could tell like he's gonna. He, my goal is sixty. Like I've been dreaming of the sixty point game all year because he had fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was thinking 60. There was a point, I would say, when he went on that run in, in the middle of the third where he had like 10 points in like two minutes, I was thinking 82. Yeah. Um, Daniel House had other ideas. <laughs> I really was losing my mind. Like the one open three, like I was like, fine, I guess I get it. The one where him and Embiid, was, it was two on one. He looked off Embiid. Like, what are you doing? Hold on. He looked off Embiid and then he got two free throws and he missed both free throws. <laughs> Those are two big misses, though, because we need the game to stay close. That that was that was what I was saying last night during the game. Obviously, we have to talk about our priorities here. I was begging. I was, I was literally rooting for the Spurs. Like, yeah, yeah, same here. I like, was like, I've I've rooted against the Sixers' staff heading purposes before, but like I was actively rooting against. Like I was losing my mind. We were locked in at that moment. I I just want to say my 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 general feeling coming out of last night is trade Daniel House immediately. He doesn't yes. get it. Lifetime contract for Nicholas Batum if he yes. wants it. He understands the mission. And Maxi and Tobias over the course of the game figured it out, although Tobias had to do his little bullshit in the third or Tobias, fourth quarter. I, Tobias, I tweeted it like when, when to Tobias, when we need the, the score to stay close for MB to stat pad, Tobias buckets just hurts. So <laughs> like it, it just, <laughs> just hurts so bad. <laughs> they don't understand eyes on the prize. They don't understand what our priorities. I also think, like, I also like think, like, and I have no proof of this. Obviously, I think Tobias gets annoyed about the Embiid stuff because there are times where I just, I have no proof of this. This is just my personal feeling about Tobias probably leaking in. But like, <laughs> I, I just, I watch him play, and sometimes I watch him play, and it's like, I think he's not passing to Embiid because, like, I don't know. It's it. It's he has a personal disdain for Embiid, or he just no. I think he I think he gets annoyed. Not he not gets he gets annoyed. Embiid. I think I think Tobias wants his wants his own buck. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be. He, he wants it to be his moment. So. Uh, I don't but yeah, he, I don't think he likes it, and I have no proof for this one. When they just go and beat Ice Ball every time. Yeah, I I was gonna say I had uh I I had in the first quarter I had a tweet when Embiid scored his twenty second point that I was like oh this is he's going for eighty tonight. I thought that he was going to drop. I think I, I think I might've said 70 or 80, but yeah. So now here, here is the team's record. When Joel Embiid scores 80 points in his career, 80 points, 50 (laughs) points in his career. I was going to say pretty, pretty much undefeated. I would imagine. So they're eight and oh, when Joel Embiid scores 50 points, uh, which is the greatest record of any player, the only one that really comes close is uh, Rick Barry, whose team was 13-1 and one when he scored that. Uh, yeah, there's a long list of guys. What's that? Rick Barry doesn't count. And also, I do just want to point out, uh, LeBron's teams were 12-2. and two. That's probably the second closest in terms of winning yeah, well, percentage. It's two losses. And also, I want to add on top of that, um, 
Carl Anthony Towns nowhere to be seen on this. Poor, oh, uh, poor Kevin. I feel, I feel he so bad for him. Win. Man. He like, he literally can't win, man. It's like, unbelievable. Cat like, is scores, like this dude scores yeah. fifty eight points in three quarters, forty four points and a half, and like everyone's gonna use this against them. It's gonna be like, oh, you're the dude who scored sixty two points and your team lost because you were trying to stat pad. Like, oh, the, there was a there was a video going around. No, like, like, and, Cat is a huge loser who will never win anything, and I would never win on my team. But I feel bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> there was. She was like, I really fucking hate this guy. But I do. If I was an NBA player, I'd probably be like Cat. Like I'd be like, yeah, I'd be fine with being the thirtieth best player in the league, making two hundred two hundred million dollars. Yeah, like I'd be completely fine with that. Yeah, no, it, it, it. I've never seen a performance where everyone is just blown away by how you know he's just hot from three can't miss he scores what 44 points i think he scored the most amount of points of any player in the shot clock era right or the uh, the, the modern era in the first half i'm i'm fairly yeah, certain that's that probably true 44 or 44, something in the first yeah, half yeah yeah. yeah yeah but either way after the game <laughs> you have this you have this article come out you have first off you have chris finch being like Everyone on this team fucking sucks. Like he got, he got, like, I, he didn't get straight up benched, but he did. He was going in and out of the game within the last five minutes. Yeah, he. There was two minutes. If I've never seen a player that had sixty points in a game, yeah, because I not be the, on the court in the I last three the game minutes on of the game. With, I turned the game on three minutes left, and he was on the court, and I was like, oh, he fouled out. He had two fouls. It's like, oh, he got hurt. No, he's no. just benched. Like, <laughs> and it, Anthony Edwards said afterwards. They at halftime they all got together and they were like we're gonna get cat one hundred. <laughs> it's like a five point game. This like <laughs> this like genuinely feels like this this feels like a nightmare that I would kind of have where I'm like going for like a sixty point game and I'm like excited afterwards and then it's like coming out in the media that like my coach fucking hates me. Um, everyone's making fun of me. Another guy had a better game earlier in the night. Yeah. So my game didn't even fuck another guy who you anything. hate. Yeah, that you hate is yeah. Also, they found out about Embiid's game in the third. They yeah. were like, "Oh, Embiid has whatever sixty 59. and yeah, fifty nine in the third quarter." So they were like, "All right, we got to get Cat past that." And then in the third quarter, there's these highlights going around of Cat just trying to drive to the basket and turning it over and turning it over and turning it over, getting fucking destroyed on defense. It's just. Like I said, he's he's probably the most tragic figure in the NBA, and I do feel really bad for him in terms of just like, like like you said, he can't win. He is a loser. Like he doesn't like he's fine with being a loser. Yeah, he he doesn't want to be. Like there are guys who like most guys who are losers are like they think they're above that. Like you know, Cats just wants to live his life, and unfortunately, he's the thirtieth best player in the basketball player in the world, and people have high expectations for him. Because he was the number one overall pick, and he got one he of the biggest not, contracts in the NBA not, industry. He is not built for a playoff run. Like he is gonna, he's not built for it. I mean, we were saying last night when he had forty something in the second quarter, we were in the group DM and we were like, the brights, the bright lights are just gonna kill Cat down the stretch oh, yeah. of this game. I think and I then, said, I think I said when he had forty four, that he was gonna finish like fifty two. <laughs> got to sixty two. He really is super Tobias. Yes. He's like, what if Tobias Harris was more talented, but also was still Tobias Harris at the end of the day? 
it's 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 unbelievable just uh, he's he's just the peak of tobias harris it's incredible but yeah um also oh god this is just they he scored 61 and they lost it's just 62 62 and they lost they lost the charlotte hornets it's unbelievable uh but anyway um so yes back to Embiid. sisyphusian punishment man like losing to the, the the hornets is bad enough but you're like your signature game of your career coming in a loss to the Hornets is like one of the worst things that can happen to an NBA player. That and really is like a Greek punishment of some kind. Like that's like the, the Falcon showing up to like rip his pancreas out every fucking day, like at the top of the mountain. Like, God damn. Yeah. I was going to say, I was, I was watching the game and uh master master class by former Sixer Shake Milton, who was, an ab- absolute disaster in that game to 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 completely undermine Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, huge game on the same night as Embiid. We appreciate it, Shake. We'll trade uh, Furkan Korkmaz for you at the deadline. Yes, need that, yeah, yeah. In order to you know make it up to him. Um, okay, so yeah, so this is I'm I'm just pulling up some more stats about Embiid's last sixteen games. It is the highest game score which uh basketball reference does which is basically kind of it's kind of like a all-in-one metric that they use number one uh is Embiid, and then number two three four and five are all michael jordan so that's pretty good uh like i said most minute most points per minute in nba history this season most points uh per per 100 possessions in nba history this season and i i just want to like like at a certain point, I know everyone's going to say, well, he has to win a title. He has to have a playoff run, all that. Okay. I understand at a certain point. What, what, what time can we have the conversation about him being the best sixer ever? Does he have to win the finals? Because, no. because I just want to point out the other guys that you brought up, like Wilt wasn't here that long as a sixer. Iverson Iverson had one or two amazing seasons and then was never really culturally had one playoff run yeah and had one playoff run and culturally obviously Iverson meant so much to the city and to everything but like if you want to talk about like per like like production and like just like dominating the game in beat is levels above this and then if you want to add in Dr. Irving, uh, Dr. J, uh, Dr. J didn't even have his best seasons with the Sixers. Like, yeah, like Dr. Was, J was the second best player on the team that won the title. That's probably not true, but Moses was I really, really was. good. Mm, I think Moses Dr. A, J was, wasn't, wasn't Moses a back-to-back MVP coming into that year? Before he got to the Sixers, yes, but yeah, he wasn't. Well, I mean, they they were they I'm were similar. Sure, I'm pretty sure Moses was better. But either either way, if anything, I, just because it was 1983 and centers are more important, were more important. Fair, but either way, Dr. J and Moses, two legit MVP candidate players on the same team, along with Mo Cheeks, who made the Hall of Fame, Andrew Tony, who was an All Star, Bobby Jones. Like, I know that the league there were less teams, so it was more likely to have All Stars and Hall of Famers, and you had to beat the Celtics and all that shit. Uh, oh, Moses was MVP the year they won. You're right. I was wrong. I thought he was back to MVPs going into that, but yeah. I th- I thought he only won with the Rockets for some reason. That was my fault. But either way, Moses, you know, Moses and uh and Dr. J, incredible careers. They mm-hmm. also got to play with another MVP candidate at their you know, near their peak. Um, and you know, you can make the argument because the the path that they got there and they beat the Lakers and the Celtics and whatever. Sure, absolutely you could you could make the argument. But like Barkley had his best season on the Suns. 
Like if you run down the list, there has not ever been a Sixer that had four straight years like Embiid is having right now. I second in MVP, second in MVP, and now potential back-to-back MVPs. I think Embiid's the best Sixer ever. Like I don't think it's close at this point. Like honestly, like who would it be? Like Wilt only what didn't play here long enough. Moses didn't play here long enough. Like Barkley, Barkley's not better than him. Iverson's not better than him. Like Doctor yeah. Dr. J is I probably. Him, I think it's him or Doctor J. Yeah, and Doctor J. Got to four finals in his run. I believe even before they got here, he got to the finals. They lost to the Bill Walton Blazers. He he absolutely had an amazing, an amazing run. But in terms of just like at at a minimum, he's by far the best regular season sixer ever. Oh, yeah. And Dr. J played eleven years with the Sixers. The last like three he was washed. So Embiid's like already played more like, you know seasons yeah. like meaningful seasons and doctor i think he was 27 he was 27 when, yeah when he first got to the sixers i was gonna say so it's not even like he's a like you said career long playing his prime majority of his prime like like i said like he had really good seasons with the nets before he got here so like i think in terms of six this is at a minimum this is the best sixers career that we've yeah. seen and i know the old heads might and like out. i think there, I, and i like i think there's a difference between best and greatest like greatest sixer ever probably Dr. J or Iverson. Sure. Best six or ever best player I think is Embiid. And I don't like, honestly, like it's getting to the point. I don't think it's close. If they won the championship this year or next year, and he has two, oh, two MVPs, a finals MVP, all that stuff. The, the, the script gets completely flipped. And now we're talking about the only other guys from this generation that are in that category are Jokic and Giannis. And if those guys wins, are both considered I, like, top 25 I was players. Saying, of all time. I, was, I was saying last night, if he, if he wins an MVP this year, wins the title, let's just say this year, hypothetically, just say this year. So he caps off a season where he averages 35, 12 and six with his second straight MVP and a title. He is better than Giannis all time. He is. I'm sorry. And I would say Jokic and him are about even, and they're both like top 20 players of all time. That's where it would land if he ends up winning a title. Like, no, he still has to win that title. Oh, yeah, though. I know. It's a big ass, but like if he were to win the title, he's better than Giannis. We're almost at a half decade now where Embiid is like, like a tier ahead of Giannis in the regular season. Like not just better, like a tier ahead. Let's go. Like Giannis is not in the same conversation. Well, this is what I'm saying. Well, because that like doing even just winning one title does so much for all those like fucking conversations. Like Giannis right now would be taking a fucking beating if he hadn't if if he didn't have that the Mickey Mouse 2020. And I think I think he's yeah. I think he's going to start taking that this year because they're going to go out sad. Yeah, people people will actually take a serious look back at that title and be like, you know, Shioto, you're what? playing with fire right now. Throwing the. I don't care. I'm playing. No one's gonna remember this in four months. Like I can say whatever I, I can say whatever I want right now. No, Will, Will, Will reminds me of everything. By the way, yeah, I've been, I've been clipped uh, many times. So, yeah, I've yeah. learned. Also, I've I, learned to do this. Yeah. My 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 favorite comment through this whole stretch here was Bert's in the comments saying, Dude, "Celtics uh, fans that, are really bothered by what I'm saying." Like, wow. Hold on. Just saying. Like they're hold bothered. On. I didn't like. I'm just saying. Hold on. Sorry, the best comment sucks. here, <laughs> the best comment here, has to be that Bert said that the the person that Sam would think is the greatest sixer of all time is Andrew Tony because he killed the Boston Strangler. Tony yeah. was so good. It, during COVID, they played the whole like eighty three run or whatever yeah. on on NBC Sports Philly, and like Tony was unbelievable. He, yeah, he the was the Boston awesome. Strangler man, dude. He fucking killed it. Like. That's like the Terry Rozier shit, man. Like, I'm just saying, guys have it. 
Like I'm like I'm becoming a boomer as I get older and I watch more oh, NBA yeah. where I'm like you guys have it. That that shit is like real. Like that like just guys have it and you need guys like that. If like, you, that, if you had to buy a Cyrus on your team, you would have realized that a lot sooner. <laughs> I have Jason Tatum on my team, who's Whoa. just the Pokemon evolution of Tobias Harris. Speaking also, Embiid, how freaking embarrassing is it that Celtics yeah. fans try to put Tatum in the same combo as Embiid? Like, just embarrassing. it's embarrassing. They still do it. They still do I'm, it. I'm not gonna argue this. You one. tweet if I if you tweet right now, Embiid is better than Jason Tatum. You will get Celtics fans in your mentions saying like arguing against it. You guys should do that because, like, there's a lot of like writing off of the Sixers like going on right now. I I'm starting to like come to terms with the sell fact the that like, are you guys like, are like being yeah. fucking I, I, well, This is what I'm saying. That this is like, what's gonna happen. I'm telling your you, guy like, sucks. He's averaging like karmically, 26. Like actually what's going to happen here is the Celtics are going to get past the Miami heat and they're going to think it's all gravy. Like, okay, we're going up against the Sixers. These guys are bozos. Like we own them. That this is what's going to happen is we're going to lose in the conference finals again. Hey, you guys should keep the in Sixers. mind the Sixers yep. are such bozo losers. We were three minutes away from eliminating you. Like, yes, keep that in mind, yes. Man. no, no, no. I, look, I, preaching to the fucking choir, like Embiid ran out of gas and like two guys got cold at the wrong time. Like, I'm just and like I don't know. I I, I am keep I am Jason Tatum. Strict. Jason will Tatum will accuses me of pandering. Will accuse me of pandering and being being like a, a sneaky little like oh Sam like doesn't respect the Sixers like he's the fact that he's nice about the Sixers means that he doesn't actually respect it. you guys. I, that's it. not true. Like the Sixers are way better this year than they've ever been. The Celtics are better too, but the Celtics have lost their dogs. There's guys, there's one dog guys, on the team. Jason Tatum let Caleb Martin come into his home court in Game Seven of the, <laughs> the Eastern Conference Finals and lose. Yep, I love that. I love that. I love that. Chiodo is now baiting the Celtics fans that they're like, all. They, I, I, this is nuts. Like, shut up. Like, what are you talking? About? This is not your time. Like, show up in May if he do right, lose on. again. This is unbelievable. This is just. I'm just, just letting. Like, I'm, I'm going to let guys, you cook. How can you guys think Tatum is better than Embiid? Watch the sport. What is wrong with you? I'm loving. It's this. the one. Like I can ignore a lot of Embiid stuff, like because you have to. The one thing that really gets me because it's just so absurd, and Celtics fans truly believe it is Tatum over Embiid. It's so absurd. It is absurd. I agree. I agree. It is the equivalent well, of me. It is. I have a better case saying Maxi's better player on the team Tatum. now. He's I have a better case saying Maxi's better than Tatum. I do. <laughs> Let's go. I the stats would bear it out. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm giving Chiodo a flame on this one. Tyrese Maxi averages 26 and seven. <laughs> Jason also, Tatum's averaging 27, eight and four. Joel Embiid's averaging 36, 12 and six. Your favorite stat is W's. Yeah, guess what, guy? You haven't won anything either. <laughs> I, I love this. I love how Celtics fans can use the Sixers thing so they can like get mad at us like we choke. Meanwhile, you guys have lost the freaking Caleb Martin Heat twice in three years. <laughs> you lost that okay. I was having a fun time. You lost that garbage <laughs> Warriors team. You were up 2-1, about to go through one, and Tatum fucking blew it. And you lost that garbage <laughs> Warriors team. Blew a title. No! Like yeah, you guys have the same stuff as us. <laughs> you, you just do it two weeks. You just do it two weeks later, so that's it's fine. Though. No, 
Let's go. Do you know this was that was like the that was like the car accident. Like that was like watching like a no. A it's not four weeks. Show. You guys got there once. You got there once. Two weeks. Two weeks. Later. Mm-hmm. Of watching the fireworks go off, and then all of a sudden, someone starts shooting the fireworks. Starts like, exploding is... near me. Celtics fans, God like, damn. you guys think you're basketball royalty? You like you haven't won. You, you haven't won during this era either. I, I am. Nobody's more aware of that than me. I'm not talking no. to you. I'm yeah. talking like. <laughs> Like the way Jill Celtics fans talk to like Bucks fans, like I hate yeah. the Bucks. The Bucks have a title, guys. You don't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. By the way, um, shout out to pointing out that Derek White is having a meltdown shooting corner threes. Because and guess what the hinge point was? Yet a fucking again. JJ Reddick. Him going on the JJ Reddick podcast, and he fucking they talked about the goddamn shooting again, and it fucking happened a goddamn again. I'm well, I'm going to go become the Joker. JJ, if you're listening, um. If sometime in April you want to have Derek White back on your podcast, we would really appreciate you uh, having no, him back no, on. So you no. can't carry the take your carry take the Celtics the, back to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Take the job. I've I've never been more happy than that. Joe Mazzulla didn't hire him. The Celtics would be have a worse record than the Pistons right now if they had hired JJ Redick as a coach. Estimated plus minus uh, currently says Derek White is the best. Uh, so I'm a big analytics guy now. Joel Embiid, number one in the NBA. Um, and yep. let's see, Derek White. Oh, Kristaps Porzingis now ahead of. Yeah. Porzingis uh, is clearly better than Tatum. Yeah, Porzingis. Is, Porzingis I'm not. It's like barely a joke. Like Celtics Tatum is the fourth best player. Over trading Marcus Smart because he's Porzingis. Oh, hold on. That's Hold on. They were right too, because it should have yeah. been Brogdon in the trade. But so as as a big analytics yeah. guy, as a big uh calculator rat, mm-hmm. I just want to point out Derek White. This is the order right here. Mm-hmm. Number 15, Derek White, number 16, Christoph Sporzegas, number 17, Tyrese Maxey, number 18, Jason Tatum. Okay. You know what's like crazy? Jason is the Celtics, not the Celtics have Brown. everything go right for them. Everything go right for them. Sixers have everything go wrong for them, and both of us have accomplished nothing. I don't know. Crazy. I don't know if I'd say everything has gone right for the everything song. goes right. Like I'm sorry, but your six man rolling his ankle is not like the end of the world. Like you're fine. I I, I don't know. The the, the, the Miami Heat double Luka. magic. Tatum is not better than Luca, man. Not even close. The the my the Miami Luka Heat. is averaging 34 points a game. I can't. I I every time Chiodo like starts slandering Tatum, I'm like yes, yes, yes. And you, then when he broadens it out to the Celtics, I'm like no. Jason Tatum is like the eighth best player in the NBA. It's great. Just accept that and don't try to put him on with the top guys. Just put him on with the top guys. You're gonna get the Devin Booker. He's cooking on the Devin Booker. If you compare, if you just if you compare Tatum to guys in Tatum's class, like now this version of Kawhi, actually that might, but this version of LeBron, (laughs) Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards. Tyrese Halliburton, just compare him to those guys and you'll be fine. Uh, we love to see it. Tobias yeah. Harris. I'm not going to go that far. That's good. No, I won't yeah. go. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys are saying I'm having hubris. I'm just calling you guys out for your hubris. You guys think you're like this basketball royalty. You haven't done anything either. It's true. Every time Sixers Cook. fans, Celtics fans this year have been so angry that Sixers fans are like enjoying the season. Like, oh my god, no, 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 hold on. That's that's not just Celtics fans, that's all of the NBA. Like, a- anytime I tweet anything, it's like, oh, lol, the, the second round, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm gonna still enjoy when the best player on our like, team Celtics scores 70 like, points. Weird. like, I just that's the one th- I don't get it. Like, Celtics, like, just shut up. If we're that much of a non threat 
and you're that unthreatened by us, then just you shouldn't care about us. Yeah, that, that's the tip. That's the tip. I am. I'm worried. I'm I think concerned. Celtics fans secretly are really Celtics secret, secretly Celtics fans are terrified. I'm not going to say they're terrified of us. They're terrified of losing to us. Yes, so they got so close last year because they know what would happen if they lost to us, and they're terrified of losing to us. So they have to, you know, because that because that's the inversion. Because all of a sudden, that's like the window. The window is closed. You, you know, or is closing. Like there's a real like because right now the Celtics just get to run through yeah. the. East and like I'm the same way like, with like the Phillies and the Braves. The Phillies own the Braves. To be yeah. honest, with you, I don't want to play the Braves in the NLDS this year. Like we own them right now. The only the only thing we can do is lose. Like, right. I get where Celtics are. You, you don't want to say, play us. The upside isn't. You know, we have the upside. The you guys have the downside. You don't want to play us. I get it. Mm-hmm. We have the best player in the series by far. Like, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Uh, it, it's gonna be biblical. I, I'm trying to. I, I really feel like that this is. The, the the things have aligned. The, what happened to the Phillies and the Eagles is like perfectly aligned for the Sixers, who have been. Oh, the, it would be so funny. The loser, <laughs> the loser franchise to just be the ones who fucking who did it. Like like is, I, I'm telling. There's a lot of like evidence. There's a lot of like the the Trump getting elected. There's a lot of like Hillary shit going on with like the rest of the NBA. I just I, I just like, dream. I just like dream of a world where it's like August. And the Eagles are starting. Everyone's like, oh, these fucking guys. At least we have the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, like... The, the just script like, just completely flips. There's going to be so many, like, people going back to tweets from, like, June of, like, last year where it's like, Jalen Hurts has done miracles on me and then being like, what a bozo this guy was. I love you, Max. <laughs> like, you know, like, there's there's going to be, like, shit like that. Like, uh, it's going to be... All right, that's gonna be awesome. Let's move on because I have uh I have some other questions here for Chiodo. Chiodo, first off, I agree that they won't let this deadline go by and just whatever. Like I see people, oh, they're gonna use second round picks to get what? That's not happening. They're clearly going to be aggressive. They have said openly, publicly to Woj, they've leaked. They don't view the talent gap between them and the Celtics right now as something that would be passable in the playoffs. They want to try to get better. They they want to think about making moves to beat the Celtics in a series more so than trying to, you know, make marginal upgrades. So, Chiodo, I need to know your guys at this deadline. So I have two. Okay. Oh, you have two? two well, I have two, two, guys. Guys, two guys like above everyone else. Like not mm-hmm. even close. Yes. Number one is the Jonte Murray. Okay. He recently surpassed number two, and it was a shocker. I was not expecting number two to get surpassed, but DeJounte Murray is a superstar. He, he's, <laughs> a perfect, he's a perfect compliment next to Maxi. I mean, just also, pretty, we you just want to in that deal too. Like, oof. do you just want to point out that uh, in on his podcast, uh, Maxi apparently shouted out DeJounte Murray today? DeJounte would be special here. DeJounte is a guy who's built for it. You know, he's built for the moment. It's, game, it's game six of the conference finals. We're up three two on the Celtics. Celtics fans are crying. <laughs> Monte Murray comes in and he gets the job done. You know, Let's go. Like he he's not. You know. Um. So I need Dejounte. If we get Bogdan in that deal, I don't know if this is smart or not. But like, I'd empty the assets for Dejounte and Bogdan for the Dejounte and Bogdan deal. Okay. So I I keep seeing people say this about Dejounte being terrible in the Celtics Hawks series. That's not true at all. They yeah, won. Race, they, they won. They won the fucking minutes 
that he was until the suspension game when Trey went on his heater. They were winning all of the DeJounte no trade minutes and losing the trade De- no DeJounte minutes. And also, he averaged like 25, 8, and 8 on like 60% true shooting in that series. It's yeah. DeJounte's like the guy. DeJounte was actually good in the play. That's the only reason that I was like, okay, maybe he can be a better player than he has been. Yeah. Um, number two, I don't know if we're going off DeJounte yet, but number two, I'm very excited about that would be. Kyle Kuzma. Let's go. <laughs> My God. So like, wait, first off, what's what's your what's your deal for DeJounte? You gotta tell me oh, what the deal is. It's DeJounte and Bognon for Tobias. Um and like all our picks. All our so all three first round picks you would do there? Well two, three. I'd have to consider what like the value is. I don't know. I don't know what the value of DeJounte and Bogdan is. Like, is that would we need to go with the Clippers pick, you think? I think because I if think you're getting, I, I think I would if we needed to. I think that what they're angling for right now, uh, they had they had everyone come out and deny that they were still engaged on the Dejounte trade because I think that they probably offered expirings and a first round pick, and then Atlanta started leaking. We're gonna get a pick and a swap from the Lakers. We're gonna you know, oh maybe if they can move D'Lo to another team, we can just you know, take back an expiring or whatever. I think most of that is just posturing from Atlanta side, trying to get a better offer out of either the Sixers or another team, maybe the Nets, whoever's interested in DeJounte. And I think that, I think that DeJounte is going to get traded for a first round pick. I think, I think for Bogdan and DeJounte, it would probably be two first round picks and a swap maybe. Okay. But yeah, and so maybe like, maybe you throw in Melton as someone says in there as if if uh they want to get back like a, a player that Melton would make sense can play. Um yeah, so that's actually so DeJounte um Bogdan for Tobias Melton, the tw- the the fake 26 first, the 29 first, and the 29 swap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I think that they're not gonna massively overpay for any trade like that because they're going to say look we're doing you a favor we're getting you off the contract and i think that they'll probably try to get him for pennies if anything and maybe not get bogged on back in that deal if possible um but i i i still think Dejounte's the guy like i still think that that is if, if they don't go the levine caruso route like that's been rumored or whatever and they don't go after guys that are they view as like marginal upgrades uh, over the starters that they have right now. I think that DeJounte is the one that makes almost all of the sense in the world in terms of what they need. Like just a shot creator who can handle the ball, create his own offense defensively. You'd hope he can get back to where he was before, you know, obviously his crazy tools. He's a six ten wingspan was a, a is a big deflections guy earlier in his career with the Spurs. He was one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA. He he ticks a lot of the boxes is what I'm trying to get at here. So I think that Dejounte is more likely uh, than the majority of guys that they have been and rumored. Like, but I know it sounds I know it sounds like I'm joking. It sounds like a bit, but like I'm serious when I watch Dejounte. Like that guy has it. Like that guy, Eastern Conference Finals games. Like he will he will show up. All I'm saying is trade trade block DeJounte Murray over the last three games, 22-11-3, and 24-9-5, and 35-10-6. Let's go. 
I'm I've been sitting here of listening to this and I have to pretend like I shouldn't just immediately call like a mental like a crisis line or something <laughs> like this because you guys have convinced yourself DeJounte Murray is the answer. No, to I be just, clear, I always for, thought this and I was scared <laughs> of getting I was scared of getting canceled by Trill because Trill was it's, like no answer to DeJounte. And it was like it was like we were like two months after the deadline. I was like, I'll just let him I'll let him go. When it gets closer, I'm gonna say it. But right now, I'm not going to get canceled. I'm just no, you're it. right. I remember. I remember in the group DMs being being the biggest anti Dejounte guy. But I've been, I've been, I've seen the light. He could, he can shoot now. He shot for the last year and a half. He shot above league average. Trill, like, like if if a family member had a um a switch up as pronounced as what happened to Trill over the last three months, I would like call like an anti cult. Like line, like I would be like, I think, I think Trill is gotten into Scientology. I believe that he is uh, going clear as we speak. He's on the meter. Like this is, uh, I, I can't. I, I take back everything I just said about being nervous about the Sixers. If you guys want Dejounte Murray, I'm just going to put that out there. So okay, so I'm looking at the stats now. Uh, stats from the Celtics series last year. I saw someone say something about his true shooting percentage. Uh, I'm trying to find his averages for some reason. Stat Muse is not coming up with his averages. Um, but primarily guarded by Malcolm Brogdon. So whatever you're about to say is nonsense. Malcolm so Brogdon? We Malcolm sure Brogdon. He, roasted, he roasted Derek. Wasn't White. Derek White or, or Marcus Smart? Sure, we can say it was Derek White's fault too. It was it not was. Marcus Smart's fault. <laughs> wasn't Marcus Smart didn't start in that series? Dejounte right. averaged 23 was, seven. On what 45 45 38. Um, hundred splits. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the reason De- Derek's just... allowed to be bad in that series. Okay. Derek had a great offensive series for that one. Let yeah. me let me just point out here that the one of the reasons why Dejounte's true shooting isn't as good as some of his counterparts is because he doesn't get to line a lot. I don't really worry about that on a team with Embiid and an improved Maxi who's been getting to the line a ton. Like they need a guy who could just get <laughs> like buckets and not rely on getting to the line a ton. That's I, I care more about that as we get deeper into the playoffs than a guy who's just going to live at the line. So, and it's not Tobias Harris. Fuck you. Anyway, um, Kyle Kuzma, what's your offer for Kyle Kuzma? Um, I don't know how much money Kyle Kuzma makes. He makes twenty three million. Okay, so we need Kuzma, and then we need some way to get up to Tobias's number because I'm trading Tobias for. <laughs> Tobias is gone again. Tobias go. has to be going on any trade. I'm looking it up right now. So Kuzma, let's see. The Wizards, Washington Wizards. Would you get DeLon Wright? No. Tyus Jones, Charles Guy. Tyus I Jones. Take, I take Tyus Jones to get up to the Tobias number. Denny Abia. No, he's three years. Rob Flom in the comments says Tobias is better than Kuzma. Nope, 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 nope. No. Jordan Poole? <laughs> Getting Jordan Poole? No, Jordan Poole, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma is, just needs to be on a winner because he's a winner and like he just needs to be on a winner. Oh, uh, I mean, Shabit coming home. Kiss I do not want Denny Advia. Like that's completely nonsense. Like I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I have hated that Denny Advia since the draft. Chiodo, Chiodo hater. Yeah, the Celtics fans are rattled. Like there's no way around it. They're rattled. Shook. Shook. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um. So I, for the record, I don't think Kuzma is someone that they would go after. I just doesn't fit, doesn't fit the idea of the player that I think, but if Chiodo, uh, Chiodo wants it, maybe it needs to happen. 
Pull is um, a more for contender than B. Like the Celtics fans are rattled. It's been like a half hour straight just shitting on Embiid. Like, they're <laughs> rattled. Let's go. It's rare you see. Let's put it this way: if they were, if we were this much of a non-threat, they would not be this rattled right now. Let's go. Just let's go. All right. Last topic of conversation we have here on the docket. Terry Rozier was traded to the Miami Heat. This is something that has been rumored for like a week or two now. We, Sam, we talked about this a month ago. Sam, half half right again once the witch called this trade. Uh, I believe it was- Well, you, you pointed out the critical part because when I came up with the trade, I was like, well, and then you want to do salary matching because like there's- you know, there's there's no way you would, but yeah. I forgot the Miami Heat are quietly also a Ponzi scheme. Yes, um, and we're saving money in this trade, so that's why they didn't take Cody Barton back because they just wanted money. So I got the trade wrong, forgetting forgetting how cheap the Miami Heat are low key. So so there's about a five or six million dollar difference in Kyle Lowry and Terry Rozier's contracts. So this trade. Their pre this was from Bobby Marks. Their pre-trade tax was 29.4 million and their post-trade tax was 13.9 million. So they saved 15.4 million dollars by trading Kyle Lowry for Terry Rozier. And they added a first round pick, also created a 6.4 million dollar trade exception. Um and they now are in a situation where like you said they get to save a ton of money, uh, which I totally forgot that element too, which is that Miami is going to look to get more money off the books because they have incredibly cheap ownership. And it's part of the reason why they haven't been on half the stars over the last three years is because they just didn't want to take on a bunch of money in these deals. Uh, so they save money here. They end up getting a better player in Rogier for where Kyle Lowry's out in his career. Um, and I mean, look, we like the deal from the jump for them. This is an idea that we came up with what a month ago for yeah. the Heat and the Hornets to make this trade. Um, and now Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe and all of them are taking credit for our idea that they stole. Um, yeah. And we know I mean, you guys listen. We know. Yeah. You're, t- you're clearly tuned in and stealing all of our ideas because we've been saying this for a while. I think you even go back to like around Christmas, we were saying uh, something along these lines. I like the trade for the Heat just because the Heat's offense is absolutely terrible this year. Uh, not that that has ever mattered in the past, to be clear. They win yeah. in the playoffs with their defense anyway. But this move, they're in the 20s in offense right now. I don't even think their defense is that good this year. I think they're like 11th or 12th in defense. Uh, but Jimmy Butler's missed a bunch of time. Now Jaime Hawkes is out for an extended period of time. I like the move for the Heat. I think Terry's just an instant upgrade over Kyle Lowry. Gives them more shooting. Gives them more shot creation. The only thing that I'm worried about is like, can Terry Rozier defend in the playoffs? Because he hasn't done that in a while. And can he get back to that? He's been fine. Will's making the other point in the comments, which is about how small Miami is, but they're they're small every year. That's like that's rat mode, man. They weren't big last year. And I get that like Lowry is kind of he's like Marcus Smart and that he's because he's like a fire hydrant, like you can't move him on like posts and stuff like that. There is a little bit of like deceptive size there. Um, just in terms of like you can do big defender switched scram shit like with that. 
but I don't know. I, I think that this just fits a lot better. Um, when Tyler Hero inevitably gets Nancy Kerrigan by Pat Riley to like once again like take him out of the playoff rotation, Terry will provide a lot of that same like movement shooting and shot making that they're gonna need. And they're they're just playing like a lot better. I might have to finally take the Gabe Vincent L um just because I, I no, keep no, thinking, no, hold on. Yeah. They're not they're not really playing better though. They're, they have the it's the same exact That's thing as last year. year. Yeah, what well, I'm saying. Yeah, it's like the inversion of of all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they just keep doing this fucking weird flippy floppy like regular season, postseason. Like they really are like a they're like a fucking Arkham City villain where it's like, oh, w- when the Miami Heat get to the playoffs, they're gonna play better. Like you have to like do all your damage to them in phase one in the regular season. Otherwise, they like won't they won't win. I, I don't. It's I, I fucking hate this this trade because it also gives the Heat a key um, thing they've been missing, which is um, charisma. And I mean real charisma, not like Jimmy Butler's fake theater kid charisma. Like uh, a genuinely likable guy. And I think this is such a Bill like, comment. Yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got a good locker room guy in their house. There's I an aura like guy. They Terry. got a guy with real aura now. Like what? Yeah, Bam yeah. out of bio's aura? Get the fuck out of here. No, no. Terry Rozier. Is is, yeah. is is happening? Yeah, yeah. Terry Rozier. Um, yeah. It, look, I I like it just because I think the Heat need an injection of offense for sure. I also think that I'm looking at this. I the comments do bring up a good point. Miami's really small, and I know you just said you don't really care about that, but like pretty much every team in the East is a lot bigger this year, except for Milwaukee. I would say. Like the Pacers just added size with Pascal Siakam. The Sixers uh, still have some time to go, but they're, they're a little bit bigger, especially if they lean into this Kelly Oubre at the two lineup stuff where Maxi's really the only small one in the starting lineup. The Heat definitely are smaller positionally when you're comparing it with these teams. And like, I know Bill and Zach talked about this a little bit, but like with the Celtics matchup, like Porzingis at versus Bam, like, he could just shoot over him. And there are a lot of these guys in the Eastern Conference that I think might be able to like Miami's always been the team that kind of out toughed other teams. Like I know that like the PJ Tucker shit was mostly boomer stuff, but like he, he would help them destroy on the glass. And I do think that it's going to be a little bit of an identity shift for sure. But also they need shooting and shot creation probably more so than any other team uh because like you said you might not be able to rely on duncan robinson and tyler hero when you get to the playoffs duncan robinson's been good this year but also he oscillates between being yes <laughs> amazing and completely unplayable every yeah. two to three months it's an amazing swing that we see from him he's like the months. definition of a streaky guy like yeah straight up like um, by the way, I, I read the Haynes article real quick. I just to see Rob Flom did too, but th- there's literally nothing new in there. It's just yeah. like that he lost. He the lost the locker room. room. Shocking. Yeah. 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 So, so never mind. Yeah. But yeah. So I and I just I think that Miami. Look, are they probably going to get away with it ag- again? Yes. I think that Terry. If all I'm saying is, if we don't see after this Terry Rozier trade in the next two to three months them kind of doing what they did last year where they flip the switch, they get Kevin love and they're just fucking destroying teams down the stretch of the season. I wrote it off as Mickey mouse March stuff last year, 
now I'm tuned in to see what they look like down the stretch of this season. Because if they look incredible in their world beaters again, I'm going to be afraid uh, that they're going to go on another run. And if they kind of, you know, wince their way to the finish line and the vibes aren't great, I'm probably not going to be uh, thinking that they can win multiple playoff series again this year. Because last year, around this time is when they were looking like they were dead in the water. And then the last month of the season, they went full zombie month, month and a half. They went full zombie heat mode and they completely turned things around. And then they obviously go on their insane run to the NBA finals. So I think I'm like 90% sure the heat actually sucked this year. <laughs> but the 10% is just so terrifying that I don't want to play them in a playoff series. So, but I, just, I don't, I also think the East is a lot better this year. Like the, the Celtics are better. Sixers are better. Uh-huh. Bucks are worse. The, the teams that I, the, the teams that I thought were going to be like dog water, if you were all made what is dude, like the Celtics fans, if we can't talk about you, you guys can't talk about the Heat. So that's true. Um, I think that that like the Pacers getting Siakam make them less of a like Mickey Mouse meme team. I think the Knicks getting OG gives them like a little bit more like genuine viability for when Randall inevitably like destroys himself so like there are genuine my criticism has of the east has been that, that like that like four to eight has been like pretty soft but i think it is like kind of stiffening up as the season goes along and if like orlando makes like some sort of guard trade i think they can be pretty scary so like i i do think the east is like genuinely like better and i think that the, they, he, the heat won't be able to get away with it as much the as they heat, usually do if the, the heat need to get the six seed and bucks three seed and they're in business yeah I also want to point out Rob saying this in the comments now that Jimmy Butler hasn't been the same this season. He does this every year. Yeah, he does this every single year. I'm not falling for it. Every last year, the year before, until January, his BPM is half of what it is. His production isn't good. And then in February, somehow he turns into the ghost of Michael Jordan. I remember, I remember in 2022, the 2021-22, when remember he got into that fight with Spo. And people were, and they people were talking about trading him. I remember like Sixer fans, like I suggested trading for him, and everyone was like, "That you can't take that contract on." Like this is yeah. what he is. He's in the regular season. He's just not. He's like he's playing possum matter. all year. Yeah, yeah. He's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey did the same fucking thing. The Eagles did not do that. Yes. <laughs> oh no, but in the playoffs, I turned on the playoff game, and I'm like, oh, yeah, great. like Travis Kelsey. Was like, all year, I was like, this Chief team sucks. Like they're gonna get him back. <laughs> And it was like yeah. literally two plays into the first playoff game. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I so I was on the other side. This must have been like what watching the Patriots felt like. Like it was yeah. just yeah. so I'm watching like the fucking I'm watching the Bills just I actually grind don't have the same hate for him as most Eagles fans, but like yeah. I'm just watching them like the, the Bills like just, just so grinding, crazy. running football, like they're keeping. They're doing everything you need to do. Just keeping Pat Mahomes off the field. I knew the. I knew the Bills were losing that game. It was their game six more. And, and then they just fucking every time the Chiefs just flew down the field in like seven seconds and scored a touchdown. It was like one of the most demoralizing. I would have. Yeah, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't yeah, know I was how you say, can. If I were that, I would have unalived myself. I mean, that was like one of the most. Speaking as someone who says that after every year, but like. Chiodo was in the group DM every time something bad happened to the Bills, and he would be like, "That was D'Anthony Melton missing another three. That was that was like <laughs> I was actually I, it was game six the whole time, but the the wide right field goal makes me think maybe it's the Kawhi shot because if you remember the Kawhi mm. shot, everyone's kind of like 
everyone remembers the Kawhi shot is when they lost. Obviously, it's when they lost. But like, even if he misses that, you're going to overtime on the road and beats gas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if he makes that field goal, Patrick Mahomes is getting the ball back tied with two minutes left. He's gonna go get a field goal. They were like, gonna win that game. Yeah. 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 The yeah. game was over. The game was over when they didn't when they got stopped there. Yeah. Are are is this a serious thing in the comments right now? Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan. No, not Nate McMillan. Oh my God! Oh, no, no, no! no! <laughs> Sixers oh. fans. Oh my Nate God! McMillan, Nate McMillan getting hired halfway through a season does not spell well for us. If you That'd think be a about, disaster. if you think about recent history with that, hold on. It's Jeff Van Gundy. Who, they're really considering Jeff. Van, dude, Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff who was Gundy? the last coach to team? I think he, Jeff Van Gundy's, Jeff Van Gundy's agent just gets involved every time there's a coach. Game <laughs> yeah. Floated out there. He what gets floated for everyone and he's never even close. Yeah. Hold on. I, I'm now looking up. What was the, someone needs to say, was it the Rockets was the last team he coached? The right. Yeah. The Yao Rockets. That was the last team he coached. So, yeah. Yao Ming's Rockets. George Bush was president. Yeah, dude. Like, no, there's no way. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you, you can't like just say that you know what i'm saying at least kenny atkinson you can like kind of talk yourself into something there but like yeah. not these like doc these like these guys who have like not been good coaches in like years and years is, is crazy he would be a hilarious coach though he'd actually he's probably the only coach that'd be funnier than doc have any of these guys even been doing like assistant work like i know van gundy's been doing like consultant work for the celtics but i don't oh, think man. any of those guys is mcmillan oh, yeah. an assistant McMillan's somewhere not a, nah, McMillan's yeah not like that's like they haven't coached like when they when they're not head coaching they're just not coaching like you can't have i don't know it's the bucks are are cooked man they're so cooked yeah it's it's awesome dude Ugh. the oh my god this is just i for for their fan's sake i hope they hire kenny atkinson or someone who is no i don't coaching. care about their fan's sake yeah fair <laughs> They Sixers just, are going to beat them 4-1, and they'll be talking about, you know, we, they just missed open shots. They're not actually better than them. They'll be Bucks posting? Yeah. Um. All right, let's wrap up this Kyle Lowry conversation with the with the uh, Terry Rozier deal. Because, obviously, like I said, the Heat low-key save a lot of money. They, they probably get a, a rotational upgrade over Kyle Lowry, who is now 37 going on 38 years old. Also, I do just want to point out, if they get to the offseason and they're chasing after a star, they did trade a pick in this. So they traded their 2027 first protected, lottery protected. So that means they can't trade a, a first from 2026, 2027, 2028, or 2029. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? They, they, might... they, they can trade 29 by suspending the lottery protection. Sure. They could remove Both. the lottery protection from the 27 pick that they yeah. sent out because it becomes unprotected in 28. They yeah. could just remove the protection if they really wanted to make a push for a star this offseason. But they yeah. really can only trade 29 and 31, as Burt's points out in the comments after the season. And then at the draft, I believe they, they might have their 24. They might be able to trade that as well. But long story short here, it does limit a little bit of the picks that they can trade. I would imagine if they get to the offseason, they're probably trying to move off Tyler Hero um, in any sort of trade. And Terry Rozier at least gives you a little bit of like, all right, we have another kind of similar player that we can plug into that role if we want to go chase a star in the offseason. 
but it, it definitely doesn't give them as much flexibility as I thought they were going to have. I thought they were just going to wait for the summer and try to trade for Donovan Mitchell. And like, if your offer is like Tyler Hero, what what even is the offer for Donovan Mitchell in the offseason? Tyler Hero, Jaime Jaquez, and three first-round picks? Like, I don't know if they would even trade Jaime Jaquez, which I know we laughed at, but I think that they, they're like, oh, no, we got another star in the draft, so we're not trading him. Well, it's probably Terry Rozier, too. Like, or no, I guess if they're trading Tyler Hero, it's the same guy. Never mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you're right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that. I just don't think they're they're interested in that. And like I think that this is all just a way to kind of I think it's just basically what they're saying is like shut up Jimmy, like you're you're good get get in pilot the Eva again. Like you're yeah. you're going we're not getting you a real we're not spending that kind of money. So get back in there. Um you don't have to play in the regular season. We'll keep you'll play your thirty-two games or whatever the fuck you play in the regular season and then um, you know, do really well in round one and then Nobody will notice when you are suddenly dog shit in rounds two and three because some of our guys were just hit devil magic shots and it'll be fine. So you're fine. I, I, they're not. They're not serious about. I don't think the Heat are like serious about contending. I think they're serious about like being like the little engine that could like. Wow, we're we were pretty overmatched and Spo did it again. Like wow, we got all the way to the conference finals again. Boy, that's like if they were serious about it, they would have made like a real trade for like a real star player. Who's you know not Jimmy Butler? So what? I mean, okay. <laughs> Where did that even go? I don't even understand. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. Of, I'm Honestly, mad. I'm like mad. Say, saying a team that made the finals last year is not serious about contending is a great team. Yes. No. It's I'm not. They're serious. not serious about it. They would have won the title if they did any. I don't think it's that they're not serious about contending. I think they're just so they just think they're the Heat and it doesn't matter. Like we're gonna figure it out anyway. Yeah. Which honestly, considering their recent history, they don't even tr- like yes. they 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 constantly they, they never make big moves. <laughs> this was- <laughs> Are you laughing at the the comparison? To yeah, Trump? I'm laughing at Wolf's. Comment. This very much is. Yeah, Trump wasn't yeah. even trying to win. Yeah, Trump, Wolf- Trump just stumbled into it. You know. Yeah, Wolf, yeah. Wolf said. Yeah. Wolf- Wolf said that for people listening on audio, that uh, this like how Trump wasn't trying to win the Celtics or Ted Cruz, and that's it's fucking accurate, man. God damn, that hurts. And by the way, saying it's exactly how I said an hour ago. I never said the Celtics weren't serious about contending; they just fail at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. I, I look at I look at this move and I say, I I think that it helps them. Uh, just improves them. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to be sitting here in April. I, I, I'm not supposed to take them seriously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to be sitting here in April and we're going to be like, how did Terry Rozier outscore Tyrese Halliburton well, <laughs> in this series? And I will it, tell you one. If we play the Heat in a playoff series, I'm more scared of Terry Rozier than anyone on that team. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. Like, same Terry Rozier 2018 is just still scars me. Like that it's guy. Just, it's just on. You guys never should have let him go. Yeah, no, we should. That's have. why. That's why you guys have never won anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it genuinely is not because Kemba Walker. People let Kemba Walker off the like, oh, Nick Nurse hurt his knee. No, it was because we let our best player from the 2017 2018 run go. Yep. <laughs> no. He was so. the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, Tatum, uh, Tatum and Brown can't. Tatum, Tatum and Brown can't be the leaders in the locker room. They can. I'm they sorry. Can. They can. They're not. They're not alphas. 
No, correct. They need. They I, need I, they, I unironically believe that. By the way, yes. it's that unfortunate that the Bills <laughs> lost because I was going to say they need a man who knows the power of nine eleven. Yes. <laughs> Osama I could was see, I, I could see Masolo going down that route. If, if something like that came out of Masolo, oh, I would not 100%. be surprised. Like, yeah. makes sense. I'm surprised he hasn't well, commented on already. Well, he'll do it like with the Crusades, which was like 9-11, but just for Christianity, like the other way around. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, yeah, so, yeah. so like Missoula will, Missoula will like invoke, like he'll bring in like artifacts from like the first crusade or something like that about like, and it's like, Joe, didn't they uh, kind of get their ass whooped and had to go home? <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. What was like, the thing? What was the thing after they they lost the game to the Nuggets recently? And he made a so everyone loves to laugh. Like Missoula will make a comment after they they beat a team, and he'll be like, "Don't ask me about Wemby. I don't care about Wemby." And like everyone's like, "LOL, whatever." And then after the Nuggets game, he made a comment. Um, he made a comment, and everyone was like, "Are you serious right now, dude?" Don't fuck around. It's just so funny. After a win versus after a loss, what a coach can say and do yes, for people yes. to be like, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, let's. Uh, oh, slop sources from Gregory. Yeah, Gregory says that that we're getting our Bucks coach tomorrow. This is, uh, tomorrow. Awesome. I'm surprised yep. Doc would go to Milwaukee that quickly. It's yep. it's got to yep. be Doc, dude. I think Milwaukee. Yeah. I, I would think Doc would take his time getting there. Let's see where where did the Bucks play Cleveland? Okay. I was gonna say. I was I'm really I was really Bucks. hoping the Bucks would like playing in LA tomorrow. That would be incredible. That would be yeah. amazing timing. It's the Cavs. They're playing the Cavs. Um, Dot Atkinson starts says NBA. Be. Feels like feels like Cope. Feels like only one of those is important. I think it's the first one. <laughs> Oh my God, Terry Stotts coming out of retirement to take the fucking job from the guy who just fucking, he quit. Oh my God, this is all so absurd. Um, okay, so here, let's just talk last thing before we get out of here. Kyle Lowry was traded today. So Kyle Lowry is, like I said, 37 going on 38. The Hornets are just like, we're keeping Kyle Lowry He's going to be on our team, and we're going to see if we can trade him before the deadline. I don't want Lowry. All right. Lowry's out for Chiodo. Chiodo knows he doesn't want Lowry. Yeah. Okay. All Is right. it so true that we can sign a buyout guy? We can. I thought I saw Bobby Marks tweeted something. So here, I'll, I'll read the list. This is the list of teams that cannot sign buyout players um, because they are currently over the first apron. The new CBA basically has it if you're in the first or second apron – you cannot sign buyout guys that make more than like 13 million. I think it's the MLE if they get bought out of their deal. So these are the teams that can't sign buyout guys. Denver, Miami, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Boston, the Clippers. And then the funniest one out of all this is that the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors who are currently the 12 seed cannot sign uh buyout guys. Yeah. Um, so okay, so the the heats the heat guys uh the heat can sign buyout guys because it's only uh, second apron teams. That, I don't think that's right. I think it's first apron with the new CBA. Someone someone who's like a uh CBA guy told me that. But anyway, long story short, here most this, of well, these the new CBA can. hasn't started yet. But though. this is one of the rules that kicks in this year. I was told. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. New CBA is just so dumb. It's so it's bad. So bad. Yeah. This is ruined the buyout market. Another Grant Williams, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, L. Yeah. Uh, God. God. CJ, stop podcasting and fucking run your union, man. Like, <laughs> God damn. 
They got to just get like the dogs in there to run the union. Like Paul Reed's got to run the union. <laughs> yes. Up, get up off the PJ run. Tucker fucking that, leading. This unironically. Yeah, no, I think PJ's too, PJ's too smart. I don't, he, no. He, yeah, yeah, no. He's too much of a business guy. Like he, yeah. Yeah. No, I think PJ would spit in the face of remember, like Jerry Reinsdorf. Remember, many people forget PJ Tucker signed in Philadelphia in part because he had off court business opportunities to explore in the Philadelphia area. In Delaware, mainly. Yes. Yeah. The, no. the no taxes. Now he's in Los Angeles. Uh, also, that would be a great union representative. I wonder. I wonder how the off-court business opportunities are no. going. To no, you need area. you need all dogs in your union membership yeah. stuff. You need guys who would be oh, Pat, like, Bev, Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Yeah, yeah Pat Bev is a great one. I'm actually like, like he actually should be. Pat Bev should yeah, be. he really should be. Pat Bev would be awesome as a president. Like all Pat dogs. Bev would be going on his podcast, being like this little bitch, Mark Cuban. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said to me. <laughs> He's just yeah. airing out owners yeah. on this podcast. Be awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, we where do we think Kyle Lowry signs? And I don't want him on the Sixers either. I mean, it kind of spells a Sixers move. To be honest, Maury loves to get Maury loves to get an over the hill guy. He has connections to Nurse. He's from Philly. He almost came here before. I kind of it think they're going to get on, Kyle Lowry. It would depend on what the Sixers do, I think. Like, if they were to have to – let's just – let's hypothetically say my trade happens. DeJounte, Bogdan for Tobias Melton. Then I could see it happening, like they replace Melton. But I don't know. They'd I, have so many guards if they did that trade, though. Like, they, those guys are both guards. Oh, yeah, I guess. I know, yeah. but – well, I consider Bogdan more of like a wing. Sure. Like a three. Yeah. But as it currently – well, I just I would be really annoyed if they like sign Lowry with the intention of him being like the starting. I like Lowry they would sign. No, it would be like a six. It or even like that, like even that, seven, like the intention guy. of. Okay, I, I should put it this way: our guard rotation going into the playoffs. If it's after Max, if it's Melton, Lowry, and Pat Bev, I'll be very unhappy. Yeah. <sighs> I pretty much only want Lowry if they trade Melton and he's the melt replacement. I kind of, I'd rather just roll with Pat Bev at this point and just be like, fuck it. Like, I mean, I'm I think scared. That, I'm scared of Pat Bev in the playoffs. So am I, but I'm also scared of Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. I like, I'd, I'd have more confidence in Lowry on the court in the playoffs. It's just close. playing it's like close. 10 minutes a game. Like, I feel like Lowry, yeah. I tr- I would trust Lowry to knock down a shot. I do don't you think trust. He could go, do you think he I know could go Pat back Bev's. to the Raptors? Oh, that would be, they, they would be so annoying. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a possibility. I the other that team that so I think dumb. the other team that I think that could possibly be uh, I wouldn't even say Brooklyn. I would I would more so say the Bulls because of the Demar connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because I, I, they, I, it's going to be the Bulls. I think it's the Bulls. Is it not the the Knicks? Not a um, team that can sign. They could. I, I don't think that they're they they could technically sign him. He's, I'm not just not be able. clear. I'm not saying trade Pat Bev. I just don't I'm not sure if I trust him to play I, deep into the playoffs. I think yeah. I think I think Tibbs would absolutely want even a washed Kyle Lowry for their fucking playoff rotation. So I wouldn't sleep on that one. Like if they don't get like a ball handler at this deadline, like Dinwiddie, Brogdon, Dejounte, one of those guys. Now that Rozier's gone, because he was another guy, Alec Burks, someone like yeah. that. I could see them getting Kyle Lowry. Oh, he's yeah. also a Villanova Wildcat. Yeah. Adds to Stay the. Well. He's an old already have... He doesn't. He's not part of that generation. Yeah, it's been like twenty years. Yeah. He is like I'm serious. Like all those Nova guys in the Knicks played together. Like he's not yeah. part of that. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, I, I my prediction is that he signs with the Bulls because I yeah, think the Bulls are going to either make a trade where they lose Caruso and Levine or something like that. And then they're going to be like, well, we have to make our play and push where we sign Kyle Lowry, 38-year-old Kyle Lowry, just like they did last year with Pat Bev. When, by the way, I was on my hands and knees begging that the Sixers signed Pat Bev when yes. he was bought out so last year. And they didn't. And now he's been good for us this year. I'm with you. I think I think Patrick Beverly is like a 10 to 15 minute a game guy in the playoffs. I don't think that you can trust him much more than that. And I hope that they I just, kind of I don't trust. Him I don't trust a shot at all. Like it goes. It's been going in. I don't trust it at all. Do you know what every, he's shooting? Every time every time it goes in, it feels like he's shooting like 40 percent. He's shooting 33 percent from three. Oh, really? I looked it up today and I was like, I could have you know what that Pat is. Beverly the shooting. first month, the first couple weeks, he was so bad from three. Because yeah. I remember there was a point the first couple weeks where I was like, you can't play this guy. Yeah. And he always shoots then, really poorly to start the season. Yeah. But I like every time it goes in, it's a surprise. Like, I don't know how it goes in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh we'll see. I I, I think Lowry ends up on the Bulls. So that's my prediction. Also, could maybe go to the Lakers. I don't know. The Lakers are always one of can these the teams. They're wait, not the a Lakers can, oh, I thought the Lakers couldn't sign someone. They can. They're not a first apron team. The oh, Clippers he's a, are. He's a, oh, he's a Laker. LeBron. Yeah, he's coming Laker. off the bench. I didn't realize. I thought the Lakers couldn't sign. He's a Laker. Yeah, it's even even with these rules, they're still going to only end up going to the same like four teams. They'll just figure yeah. out which teams it is. The Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. Was... No, the Bucks can't. I think the, can. I think the Bucks okay. are one of the teams that I listed. I think that they they're over the. I wish, I wish they could. Yeah. All right, that's a good place to end it. Thank you for uh, for joining us, Chiodo. I appreciate it. Um, We're gonna need, you're gonna need to get sorry about the, the uh, sorry about the cold reality Chiodo. Celtics fans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I need that. You can say hey, we need the the Chiodo mini clip. They need to put that on the. They, they need to go on the jumbotron right before the Sixers play the Celtics. No, I just don't do not put on the jumbotron then because this is January. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Cold light of day. April, (laughs) April, April. We're sitting here, and he's like, "Look, this." I'm a very different person right now than in May. Like, I'm serious. Right now, I can. Right now, I can say whatever I want. No one's going to remember this in four months. (laughs) April and May, like in the first round of the playoffs, I I have to be very calculated with what I say in the first round of the playoffs. Always. Yeah. Fair. Sign up for the Patreon if you haven't already. Um, We did trade machine war crimes last week it was a lot of fun go check that out also we you get all these episodes early and you would have heard about all of this stuff if you were in the unoball discord because all this slot was already dropped in the unoball discord uh about the rogier trade we knew about it before about adrian griffin being fired so sign up link is in the description thanks again take care bye peace